as Edmund said that the lady drew back her hand and slapped her in the face before vanishing. <laughs> you got, we got, we got a violent ghoul here. No. Wait, hold on. If you get slapped in the face by a ghost, do you get, do you feel it? I don't know. Welcome to the BBT podcast. I'm Becca. And I'm Quilly. We're friends that are just trying to be better together. Join us to hear about what it's like to be in between Gen Z and millennial identities. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Boo! Welcome to the second Halloween special that we've prepared for you this month. For any new listeners out there, <laughs> yeah, I'm Quilly. And I'm Becca. And we host a podcast called The BBT Pod, which stands for Be Better Together. So come in to listen and be better together with us. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. First, um, did you watch the other episode? Because we have five really interesting stories there. Mm-hmm. And we have They're more today. From Yes, we have more today. So today we're going to take a special turn. But before we do that, I just want to give a disclaimer. Okay. Yes. Warning. The following content may be distressing for some viewers and listeners. Uh, Viewer discretion is advised. Yep. (laughs) The same thing as last time. Paranormal. Yeah. Violence. Not too much. A little, bit. a little bit for you okay not too much on my end mm-hmm. but some paranormal ghost stories spooky stuff so if you get spooked out easily if it's nighttime and you want to be able to sleep maybe might not be the time to watch right now yeah but um all that aside if you're still here it's gonna be a great time because today we're gonna cover canadian scary stories canadian herbal engines canadian ghost stories yes all that cool jazz okay for all your canadian listeners out there you're gonna get taste of what spooky stuff is close to home Mm-hmm. very exciting yeah have you ever been on a ghost tour or anything like that yes i've been on a haunted walk i think that's yes, like a, yes, a, a patented walk. name in ontario Mm-hmm. where'd you go I went to I mean, one in well, yeah. Quebec City when I went there for a school trip. Spooky Are some stuff. of the stories from there? No, because I don't remember ah, <laughs> what okay, they okay. were. But I remember it ending off in a church or something. And then the guy was holding... He's dressed up like... Uh, I don't know what era. But it was like a lamp with like a candle inside, oh, yeah. right? Like right? Victorian. Yeah, maybe Victorian. And then... It, we went into this church and then none of the lights were on. All the only thing that was on was his his lamp. Lamp. And then at the end of the his story, like the very end, he turned off the lamp and we were just left in the dark church and we had to find our way out. I'm like, what the hell? Ugh. Yeah. But it was fun. It's just like kind of spooky because I was mm. only thirteen, I think. I was very young. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I also went on mine when I was very young. 
Uh, ours wasn't that theatrical though it was just like a girl dressed up in like sort of a witch costume kind mm-hmm. of dark like what we're wearing today yeah yeah and then she would just take us around it was in ottawa she would take us around like the locks and stuff which are like really old yeah and then an infamous one is the chateau laurier which if oh, you yeah. guys know it's the fairmont suite of hotels and then actually one interesting story i have about that is that apparently the CEO at the time or something, some big figure re- related to the Franc Chateau, mm-hmm. um, he was on the Titanic and he perished on the Titanic. So apparently you can still hear him like singing or like stuff in the presidential suite or something of the hotel. Oh, wow. Interesting. There's a lot of ghost stories in hotels. I don't know if you have any yeah. today. I don't have any. Mm, I don't have any either. Yeah. But, but maybe next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so, Becca, would you like to start us off with a I could. Story? Yeah, I will. So, do you know who All the right. group of seven is? Oh, it's the painters, right? Yeah, the painters. Yo, one of my favorite painters is in the group of seven. Who is it? This is going to be really awkward because I forgot his name. <laughs> Something Harriet. Okay, um, okay. He's the one that paints the, the smooth looking ones with the mountains and, and like snow capped mountains and stuff. That one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't insert remember. Insert image. Yeah, we'll insert an image there so you can see. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they're a group of painters. There's seven of them. And they were founded in 1920 as a organization of self-proclaimed modern artists and disbanded in 1933. So okay. Thomas... Almost 100 years ago. Yeah, very My long bad. time ago. <laughs> they are pretty well known across Canada. I think a lot of Canadian, you learn about them in Canadian education system. So this one artist, Tom John Thompson, he was a part of the group of seven and he produced roughly 400 oil sketches on small wood panels along with 50 larger works on canvas. So he mysteriously died or drowned in the Algonquin Park Lake in Ontario. Some say that the ghost of Tom Thompson can be seen in the Algonquin Park Lake. And yeah, you can hear it. You can see him on his gray canoe. Wait, like the lake is called Algonquin Park Lake? I think it's in Algonquin Park. Algonquin Park's Canoe Lake. Canoe Lake. Canoe Lake. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they say that you can see his ghost there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I didn't even know he died that way. I guess he was painting and then died yeah, nature on the scenes. job. Mm-hmm. You know, Algonquin Park, low-key, kind of sketch. Like, I know, like, we live in Ontario, right? So a lot of our friends really like to go there. Mm-hmm. Have you been... Yes, oh, and okay. I didn't have a very good experience with it, which is why I never really like it. Like, I never really liked the idea of a Conklin Park. Plus, I know another ghost story, which I know is not on the list for today. Would you like to hear it? It's, it's a yes. very short. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so it's more just like a creepy story. Um, so allegedly, this is happened to my high school friend's sister. Mm-hmm. Um, so she went, so you know, like, there's like some very adventurous people out there, and they like to go on solo trips. So just like the painter, he went on a solo trip, right? Yeah. So 
she went on a solo trip to Algonquin Park and then she was doing canoe camping where like she would canoe to a spot and then set up camp there. So she chose like this little like island inside a larger lake and she camped there overnight. And then when she woke up the next morning, she saw that there were photos of her on her own camera, like her sleeping. Uh, yeah. What? So, I mean, we could chalk it up to like non-paranormal, like there's like a creepster there or paranormal, but it's a creepy That's thing that happened creepy. there. That's still creepy. That's still really creepy. Wow. Exactly. It was Tom Thompson. Like- <laughs> I know it was Tom Thompson. We know who it is now. He figured out how to use a camera. Yeah, he was like, He's like yo, you don't have to paint anymore. <laughs> yeah i don't have to paint i can capture all these colors like amazing yeah and then he's like trying it out on the girl he's like oh my gosh it works like, yeah amazing, amazing. get one of these in we're the gonna afterlife. get one of these yeah <laughs> amazing yes yeah, so that was my quick interjection but pretty creepy yeah she's mentioned that like she always she felt like she was being watched you know i'm like dang so, yeah. that is scary stay very, safe out there guys yeah very scary what do okay, you have well, for since us? yes, Chloe. all right. Um, let me start on the east coast of Canada. Okay. Okay, so we'll go the farthest east, and let's start with since we mentioned a boat, we might as well keep talking about boats, right? Mm-hmm. So the one I have for us today is called the Phantom Ship of Northumberland Strait. Mm-hmm. So Northumberland Strait is basically that piece of water that's between Prince Edward Island. And Nova Scotia slash like New Brunswick, and it's uh it's connected to the Atlantic Ocean. The story goes like a group of sailors in Charlottetown, which is the capital of Prince Edward Island, saw a ship on the horizon with white sails and crew members climbing up the masts as they tried to escape the growing flames of the sh- on the ship. The sailors jumped into a rowboat and oared out as quickly as they could to rescue the ship's crew. But as they neared, the boat vanished. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> in the 1950s, uh, a man and his wife were preparing for a bed for pre- preparing for bed when the wife pointed out that the window, and she asked her husband whose house was the one with the light on. And there were no houses in the direction that she was pointing, only water. And when the two went out to investigate, they saw a fully rigged ship sailing down the Northumberland Strait at full tilt and completely engulfed in flames. And basically, they watched until it disappeared from view. I mean, I guess there's nothing else they could do, you know. And then, um, so recently, the last alleged sighting was in January 2008, according to the source I was looking at, where a teenage boy saw a white and gold ship in Tatamaguche, which basically north, like somewhere on the along the strait. Basically, each province around there has their own account of seeing this burning boat. And there's also a debate over whether there were actually crew members running around the deck or not, and what kind of mass there was, the kind of rigging, and the type of ship, which is all debatable. But at the end of the day, they all saw a kind of ship. Wow. Mm-hmm. How did they know it was a yeah. ghost ship, though? I think it's because, like, um, for example, in the first story, as they rode towards it, it just disappeared. And uh... then right and then i guess like if you hear more and more stories of the same thing appearing then you're probably like oh that's not an actual like burning ship then Mm -hmm. 
And then I also looked at like a little bit of the background and it basically there's actually very little discussion as to like where the boat comes from or like why it appears, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a legend also says that the ship is like blown in on a northeastern wind and it's an omen that a storm is coming. Um, but there's other than that, there's very little written about like what the story was and where it's originated from interesting yeah what would you do if you saw a burning ship like on the harbor take a photo of it (laughs) honestly same it's like evidence you know yeah evidence for the police later exactly what can you do like fly there to react yeah Mm -hmm. like what would i do if i even saw a ghost in in general oh yeah i know right i don't want to think about that okay (laughs) scares me just to think about like seeing a ghost bro right do you think you'd ever or anything like otherworldly <sighs> okay yo recently i've been seeing like tiktoks of like people going exploring like urban exploration where they go to like um old abandoned buildings mm-hmm. old abandoned hospitals Ooh, those or are like hotels and- yeah yeah right and i'm always scared to watch a video because i'm like what if I see something in the corner, you know? Mm-hmm. They oh, always like show a jump scare really old things. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Some of them, like, purposely make them jump scares, and you're just like, why you do this to me? Yeah. I don't think I would ever go to, like, a place specifically to look for paranormal activity, not, like, the ghoul boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'd be interested in hearing about, like, ghost stories of, like, popular locations. Yeah. Like what we're doing today. Yeah, yeah. It's always interesting to hear the ghost stories, but being in the environment, I don't think I would I would do well in those types of environments. Yeah. I get yeah. startled very easily. Like last week mm. we were reading ghost stories and in the middle of reading the ghost story I saw a notification on my phone and I got really startled. <laughs> I don't oh think God, you could see, dude. but I was really startled. Yeah, the both of us were like, oh my god, doing research for these two episodes, we have to like do it in the morning, during the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so now that we're in the East Coast, let's take it back to where we are currently. Take it back Alrighty. to Toronto. Oh, are you familiar with the Mackenzie House? Like, is it like referring to William Mackenzie King? Yeah, one of the prime ministers. Yes. We William Lyon Mackenzie. Lyon. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is the last home of William Lyon Mackenzie, the city's first mayor. And right now, oh. it's a museum operated by the City of Toronto Museum and Heritage Services. So you can go there and visit. It's like one of those historical buildings that they keep around just because they were they belong to someone notable or want to preserve something in there so the parent a white man mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly he was the first mayor of toronto and in 1837 he led a rebellion to overthrow the british rule so yeah so he moved into the home in 1859 and he died in there in 1861 and his wife died there 12 years later and some believe that his spirit returns to his former home. So there's this one story from someone called Mrs. Edmund, 
who is a caretaker who used to work and live at the Mackenzie house. She claims that one night she was awoken by a soft touch on the shoulder. And when she opened her eyes, she said that there was a lady there bending over her, looking into her face. But a few seconds later, the lady vanished. And then a few weeks later, she claims it happens again. But this time... Uh, Mrs. Edmonds said that the lady drew back her hand and slapped her in the face before vanishing. <laughs> you got, we got, we got a violent ghoul here. No. Wait, hold on. If you get slapped in the face by a ghost, do you get? Do you feel it? I don't know. Yo, it's probably cold af. It's probably you just like feel something going through your face, and you're like, whoa. <sighs> whoa i heard like you know how like ghost hunters and stuff they say that there's like cold chills and stuff like that it's mm-hmm. probably really cold yeah yeah like ice oh my goodness that's that's violent that's so you know scary. the worst part is First you can't all, slap like, them yeah. back I... <laughs> yo i would imagine that feel like you dump your hand dunk it into like a cold bucket of water yeah 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 okay bro like when you first talked about like her waking up, someone looking at her, I was already creeped out. Yeah, exactly. Like, girl, what are you looking that's at? That's nightmare juice. Yeah. Girl, what are you looking at, girl? Like, is there something on my nose? And now you're going to slap me? Like, come on. <laughs> really? You yeah, don't like I how know. I'm like, cleaning your did silverware? Really is that, that the thing? Yeah, maybe she has, right? she's a caretaker and she's not doing a good job or something. She's like, yeah, probably. Or maybe she's like, maybe the lady was like super OCD about something and then the caretaker's just doing it wrong. Yeah, exactly. She's just like not respecting mm-hmm. her space. Yeah. Did it happen again? Yeah, someone named Bruce Beaton, who is a historical interpreter at the Mackenzie House, said that while he never encountered a paranormal activity himself, he hears footsteps on creaking stairs or spontaneous playing of the piano in the parlor. Mm. Yeah. And he said he never encountered paranormal activity himself. Isn't this it? <laughs> Huh? I mean, I guess nothing like the other woman. Okay, but like, dude, if you were to hear a spontaneous piano start playing in a room where there's nobody, mm-hmm. would you run? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd be, definitely run. I'd be like, are those, are those keys moving? <laughs> are those keys going up now? All right, I'm going out of here. Yeah. Apparently, they actually did an exorcism in, 18, in 1960 on the house, which was actually recorded and aired on television and yeah so some people like to go there and visit for the ghosts i don't know if it worked they didn't say oh wait yo yeah is mackenzie house downtown toronto yeah and it's like dude i went there before really yeah i just remembered i went on a ghost tour with my friend in toronto yeah Oh, and we went to like a theater, and then we went to the. Ma- You've oh. been there. Oh my god, you know. I have been because it's downtown. Girl, girl, girl. I was, I was in the same place of slappy ghost. <laughs> you could have got slapped by a ghost. I know. Oh spooky, man, spooky, spooky. We'll go together sometime, and then we'll film a vlog for you guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, like five seconds ago, I just said I wouldn't go ghost hunting, but. <laughs> I see the appeal. Yeah, for sure. Pretty funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so close to home, just like motorcycle. Wow. 
that like, that cut my vibe, dude. <laughs> I, I was gonna be like, it's so camp. close to home, just like my next story. <laughs> <laughs> the next place that I'm gonna talk about, I think you you've probably been there too. Like maybe not inside, but outside, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So the next place is actually pretty popular. It's like right downtown. Um, on Young and Front Street, I believe. It is the Hockey Hall of Fame Ooh. in downtown Toronto. Ba 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 ba. So, in the early 1990s, a few years before the Hockey Hall of Fame moved into the historic building that had been a Bank of Montreal, BMO, branch for close <laughs> to 100 years. BMO! Toronto musician Joanna Jordan saw a female ghost looking down at her from a second floor ceiling. Jordan was unaware at the time that a ghost perpetually haunted the space. She says, I remember it so vividly because it's one of those things you'll never forget. Mm. Jordan refused to go up to the second floor by herself when she played at the hall, which opened in 1993 because it's just too spooky out there. Okay, so basically, it's assumed that Jordan has seen the spirit of a young teller, like bank teller, known as Dorothy, who killed herself in the bank sometime between the early 1900s and 1960s. Like a 60-year gap? I'm not unsure. So according to various sources, right? So I got this article from the Toronto Star, which is a newspaper. Basically, they learned that the lady was Dorothy May Elliott, 19 years old at the time. Basically, she shot herself early in the morning of Wednesday, March 11th, 1953, and died 22 hours later at St. Michael's Hospital. Ooh. I'm surprised like they could find the record. Yeah. Right? Damn. So, basically, her... Yeah, right? They have the exact, like, day. Damn. So, her death didn't get much attention from newspapers, um, but one version of the story accused her of having like stealing money and she like probably felt regret. And another one said she'd been discovered helping members of the Irish Republican Army who were planning to rob the bank for their cause back home. I don't know, it's getting political now, but and a psychic checked like tried to contact her several years ago and she said she was murdered because she had uncovered a scheme involving the bank manager, the chief of police, and a leading judge who were embezzling money belonging to farmers. Interesting. But, yes, there is, however, one more very common theory, which is that apparently she was having an affair with either another teller or the branch manager who was a married man who had an apartment in the bank. So maybe she was like, I see, right, like getting on with someone who had a family and that's like a Mm no-no, still Mm -hmm. a no-no. Yeah. So I think the most recent sighting was uh, one summer. A young boy was visiting the Hall of Fame when he started screaming, Don't you see her? Don't you see her? Um, says oh, someone dang. who was working as the hall's coordinator. Yeah, so he was screaming at the coordinator of the resource center. And uh, basically, he claimed that a woman with long black hair was going in and out of the walls. That's Yo, so I walk past this place sometimes and now I'm just like... Yeah, really I had no idea that it was haunted. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Wow. I got the chills. Walking through walls, bro. Mm, yeah, that's like 100% ghost, okay? Or it's Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's still good. But at least like the Hogwarts ones are like friendly. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean like they're going to Hogwarts. They're going to the train station. <laughs> oh, oh, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, get yeah, it, not platform it. nine and three quarters. Platform nine and three quarters. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you, that is what? What's the intersection of that again? It's like Front Street, uh, right? Young and Front. Young yeah. and Front. So now we're headed to Jervis Street. Oh, right down. Mm-hmm. We're right to east of Young. Now we're headed to Jervis Street to go to the Keg Mansion. So there is a keg on Jervis Street that is a... It's built in the... What is it called? Do you know the intersection? Today's is so Wellesley. Fun. Wellesley. Wellesley and I knew it. Jarvis. I was going to say Wellesley. No way. Do you know why? Okay, dude. Why? I was walking there like a couple days ago mm-hmm. and then there's a really creepy looking house. Oh, yeah? I mean, Like it's honestly? massive and it's creepy looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jarvis and Wellesley, right? I was like, there, to be honest. Yeah, so. Oh, my. We're at Jarvis and Wellesley. There's a keg mansion. And this keg mansion used to belong to Massey Ferguson. So the Ma- the Massey family. And the Massey family is a Methodist Canadian family that has been prominent since the mid-19th century, known for manufacturing farm equipment and for being patrons of the arts in Canada. So you might have heard of the Massey Hall and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they were pretty... Oh, that's them. Okay. Yeah, they're a pretty popular family in Toronto. Legend has it in 1915, after the death of Massey's beloved only daughter, Lillian, one of the maids were so struck in by the grief that she hung herself. Um, oh no. Yeah. Another version of the story involves the maid killing herself for fears for fears her rumored affair with a Massey man would be revealed. So people claim that they see images of a ghost maid hanging by the neck. Uh, yeah, so this Narcity article has a couple of stories of uh people's sightings of ghosts uh, or like hauntings i guess so this is what Mm -hmm. one person said melanie ellerby was dining with her husband when she says she encountered two different spirits as she was dining she says she felt a cold wisp on her arm that gave her goosebumps she felt the light touches move onto her fingers and eventually on the back of her neck. Then a flash Yikes. across then a flash across my mind of a woman. She was young, blonde hair with a wide face and blue eyes. She wore her hair swept up and wore light colored blouse with a high neck, a long colored skirt. In the flash, she was standing behind me. She wrote in a testimonial. She continued to feel the woman's presence throughout this dinner. Yup. And then another person, Laura D, claims to have seen ghosts of children at the restaurant. And children are not allowed in the restaurant at nighttime. So she thought it was odd when she saw a boy with dark hair sitting on one of the staircases. She walked by past him toward the bar. And when she looked back, he had vanished. children too i know right why are there children i know i thought it was just a maid i don't know i don't know 
the child came from. Maybe staying with the maid. I don't know. Yeah, maybe she's like a benevolent ghost and then she like adopts like children who are abandoned. Yeah, yeah. And then the same woman, Laura D, she said that during another visit, she and her friend were on the second floor of the bar when they both heard the creepy sound of children's feet pitter-pattering down the stairs. And when they looked to see who it was, there was no one there. Oh my god. Yikes. And then Mia T was in the woman's washroom alone at the keg mansion, but insists she felt another presence with her the whole time. She came out and looked to the stairs. A woman dressed in a dark, beautiful, old-fashioned dress looked at her, and she said hi to her when walking past and down the stairs, but she felt weird about it, so she asked the host. He said it was only four male servers that night, no waitresses, Uh, and definitely no one uh, in an old-fashioned dress. uh, Yikes. So, like, okay, that stuff scares me. Spooky stuff. I mean, definitely check out the Keg Mansion and take a yeah, take a Jarvis nice and Wilson there. guys. <laughs> take a nice dinner there. Oh my goodness! Yeah, very creepy. Ooh. Next time I walk by, I'll film a short vlog. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna eat there. Oh my! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the cold. Yeah, and go to the washroom ourselves. The cold thing when you feel them. Is definitely, yeah. Definitely a sign, I guess, that there's a ghost there. Yeah, people always talk about feeling coldness and shivers. Like I'm getting shivers now because I'm creeped out by the story. But if it's like not caused by me and by like a cold drift, I think you can tell the difference. Because people will be like, "Oh, but you get shivers all the time," you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spooky. Naysayers will say it's the AC. Yeah, or a draft. It's just a draft. Speaking of uh, ghost ladies, I have one. But we will be flying out from Toronto. Billy Bishop or Pearson. Probably Billy Bishop Airport. That's probably better. More fun. (laughs) And we're flying to Nova Scotia. We're going back to the East Coast. Wow, a lot of spooky Going back to the East Coast. So... I found uh, a lot of stories in the East Coast because I've been there, and then it like adds an extra layer of intrigue for me. Mm-hmm. So I find it very interesting, which is why I have brought East Coast stories to the table. Yes, yes. And for those of you watching, yo, like you probably noticed that the lighting has been changing throughout this whole episode. It's because it's sunset right now for both of us. So, yeah. Um, very fitting for the mood, actually. Yes. All right. So, Becca, I know that recently or a couple of years ago or something, you've been to the East Coast, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So you've been to Peggy's Cove? <gasps> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Is it the lighthouse? Is the lighthouse haunted? No. Okay. Okay. No. It's not the lighthouse. Okay. Okay. But it's close to the lighthouse. Oh. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Peggy's Cove is a very famous tourist attraction at in Nova Scotia. It's along the Atlantic Ocean and it's a bunch of like rocks. It's a very rocky shore with a lighthouse. Very iconic red and white lighthouse. All right. So, just like I said, Peggy's Cove is home to one of the province's most iconic lighthouses, Nova Scotia. It's also home to the ghost of a woman named Margaret. So, Margaret spent her days and evenings walking the rocks of the cove. So, this is because she was grieving the loss of her two children. Apparently, she had two children that passed away. Or, in another version, um, she was unable to afford bringing her children to emigrate from Europe. 
So either way, she's separated from her children, right? And then she met a man here, and then he was so sad to see her unhappy. You know, obviously, you would want your loved one to be happy. So uh, one day, in an attempt to cheer her up, her husband made his way to the rocks where she was to perform a dance and sing, and tragically, he slipped and fell to his death on the rocks. Like, for those of you who have been there, the rocks are pretty, like, slippery, and they're dangerous, especially if it's, like, wet and has seaweed on it, right? So basically, the locals found him later, but there was no sign of Margaret. Um, some say that she fell, felt like responsible for his death, so she took her own life by falling into the sea. Oh, whoa. Um, so basically, to this day, a lot of rep- visitors like report seeing a distraught woman in a blue dress standing on the edge of the rocks and above the ocean, poised to jump into the sea like it looks like she's about to commit suicide right so then some of them think that she is like an actual person and they try to go over and convince her otherwise right um but when they get too close she jumps and disappears whoa yeah so actually a fun fact um peggy's cove was once known as margaret's cove uh, Mm. because of its location at the entrance to st margaret's bay so when abbreviated that's how it becomes becomes peggy's cove um Wait, so what? like yeah apparent i don't know how margaret becomes yeah. Peggy. like honestly it's like how does like what is that like robert become dick or something like i don't get yeah, it yeah i don't get it either <laughs> you have to richard yeah richard becomes dick oh richard yeah yeah, yeah. that's really weird and like Will yeah robert's bob Bill? sorry no idea Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah that's um so when i read that i was like oh like they might have called her margaret because like she because of the cove's name or or if the cove is named i'm i don't know but apparently the ghost of the lady in blue is margaret wow i had no idea very spooky right yeah very now you're spooky. like damn i, I could have saw her have to look behind mm-hmm. all of my pictures now and see if she's there. <laughs> Yo, that's scary. Oh my god, don't say that. Ah, I'm scared. That's so scary. That's so scary. Yeah, like you know those when people take pictures of stuff and then they oh look back at it after and then they see someone there. That is terrifying. Uh, terrifying. Okay, you also know like the trolls on internet who like post a picture and they're like oh my god i didn't see that and then you look and then in the dark it's like some really creepy face yeah 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 i'm just like please don't do that no just don't no. don't do that to me no no, no. <sighs> <sighs> wow i had no idea that there was a ghost there yeah wow. there's a lot of ghosts surrounding lighthouses too that's what i found yeah I think it has something to do with the fact that it's so isolated and then people live who, like, lighthouse keepers are often, like, lonely. I think so. I don't know. And then maybe even the fact that lighthouses are located beside the water, you could argue that there's a potential for, like, a mirage or something like that. Or, I, like, think so. I think so. Or, like, distorted vision. Yeah. Wow. Very scary. Mm-hmm. There's one Berenstain Bears episode, (laughs) sorry, where they were at a lighthouse, I think, and then there was Uh, a ghost there. I don't know if it was a ghost or they just stayed there. I think they heard they had like a creepy experience at mm -hmm. a lighthouse, and then I was scared of lighthouses from that episode. Oh yeah, I'm scared of lighthouses too, like, um, just from like the amount of ghost stories. Plus, like, 
Yeah, I, I like to watch BuzzFeed Unsolved, right? Yeah. There's this one episode where they go to a lighthouse. It's scary. <laughs> yeah. Scary. Because you're all by yourself in this mm-hmm. building, kind of. Mm-hmm. And you're right by the ocean. And the, being by the ocean at nighttime is really scary. I don't know. There's something so about dark. it. so dark. Yeah, it's so dark. And all you hear are the waves. And it's like, yeah. you actually can't see where the ocean is. You can't. And you can't see where the horizon is either. Yeah. Unless there's, it's like a very clear day, you can't see. And it's just pitch black. It's so scary. Yeah, so. Like, not even the ocean. Once I was walking along Lake Ontario like, <laughs> on the beach. Yeah. At like late night. And I would. I was like one step and I could end up in the lake. Like, yeah, honestly, I can't see. it's terrifying. It's so scary. Halloween is right around the corner. Did you have any, did you ever do anything really spooky on Halloween? Okay, this wasn't Halloween, but um, in Edmonton, there's a haunted house experience. Yeah. Which is like one of those scare houses. Uh-huh. And uh, I was there with a couple of my classmates and then we went in, and it was the scariest BS I've ever seen in my life. Dude. Really? Okay, dude. So, they basically, it was this one building, and they compartmentalized it into different sections. And you would just follow the path to walk through all the sections. And they had actors and everything. Yeah. Right? And the actors, the costumes were insane. It Like, the make. oh my god, the makeup and everything. And then they would, like, they're not allowed to touch you, but they can go close enough to like graze you right so they would you would feel them like sneak up on the side and stuff like that okay and then they were okay so from what i remember there was a room with clowns like just spooky clowns and there was a room of dolls and then it also had like a gory to it so i don't know if you guys know the games like outlast basically it's like a pc or like console game where like it's just super duper gory and it's like demonic and stuff like that. So they had rooms just like that where there was like fake blood everywhere and like like intestines coming out of a fake oh corpse. Like it was insane. And the lighting and the music just the atmosphere was like perfect. It perfectly horrifying. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. I was so scared. I was holding on to my friend in front of me, and I only had, like, one eye open the whole time. And we were all just holding on to each other. And I remember the person behind me was, like, grasping my shoulder so hard, too, that they were, like, sore afterwards. We were so scared. I don't know why we chose to do this. Wow, that sounds really scary, actually. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. how about you? I don't think I've done... I have, No, I haven't done, like, an actual haunted house mm. that you have to pay to go to. But my high school on Halloween used to do like their own small little haunted house things. And then I would go to those. But those were like, whatever. They're not like super scary. It's just kind of like Mm. dark room, (laughs) pitch black room, try to find your way out. Yeah, it was fun. Mm. But I sent you a TikTok of that. Oh. Of that scary, like, that scary, I don't know if it's a haunted house really. It's called Seventeenth Room that they have in the in LA or something. Yo, uh, that's messed up. The things that they put them through, yeah. they literally make them sign a waiver, and then oh, actually, I did sign a waiver too. Yeah, yeah, but then the thing mm. that they do there, it's like they're allowed to tase them, they're allowed to touch mm-hmm. them, and then there's a part when they dunk them into water, 
<gasps> and they have to like try and escape or something and it's like holy it's like torture it's like torture. oh my god yeah and then Yo, yeah. they are actually allowed to cut their hair and things too but like you don't have to get it cut it's only if you sit in the chair or something but they're allowed to do that too and it's <gasps> wild yeah Yo, dude i didn't know how big like i think in america or u.s the the haunted house like industry is huge because mm-hmm. like i was watching another podcast called podcast but outside yeah and then they were talking to this one girl who like specifically works for different haunted houses like she oh, just really? works for these types of experiences yeah it was really cool and then she talked about like how sometimes like the employers don't treat them well and they they, they got to do like super scary things and then she said one time this girl got so scared that she peed on her Oh, shoot. Like, the guest peed on her. I was like, how scary did it have to be for that girl to, like, release her bodily fluids? Like, come on. Yeah. People peed themselves going into that place, too. I saw a TikTok. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my like, God. What the heck? But, wow, wow. I don't think you I would, would never ever. do that, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, if I go, people are willingly going to a place where it's like you might get tased, and they're like, "Yeah, that's totally." Yeah, like <laughs> that's. I like cool people with, with like a, yeah, and people with like a bad heart would probably die. <laughs> yeah, right. And you can see the tasers that they're holding too. People are like waiting in line, and you can see them holding the tasers, and it's like. What? We you live guys? in a world where This is fun. This is entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> entertainment is torturing yourself because we have no other method of releasing our emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know I don't remember what it's called. It's like Makami Manor or something. The really the really, really bad haunted house. Oh. I think it stopped now. Like they don't have it anymore. But it's kind of the same premise, but it's way more extreme like it's something like if you were able to get out they give you money or something but people usually don't make it all the way to the end because it's really bad like that bad it's really really bad like torture like straight up torture they'll like make them pee in a cup or something and make them drink it and stuff like that Ah. and like you know put them in a cage or something like that like it's just really really bad stuff happens in there and people come out straight up traumatized so they kind of put an end to it i think obviously because they had they Mm -hmm. got a lot of backlash in 2019 Mm -hmm. Uh, people were talking about it a lot on twitter and stuff but yeah the fact that they even like the people who are doing it must also be traumatized or they must be like messed up in the head because how can mm-hmm. you do that to people i don't know yeah but... the people who are like this is a good idea we should offer a torture yeah. experience for first world country people who just want to feel pain mm-hmm. and the fact that there's a market for it it's messed up also it enables these people to do it yeah exactly but honestly the people who are in the costumes and a part of it they have to do Mm. a lot and it's hard you know you know how hard it is to be scary (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
like scary all day too that's a lot of energy yeah and they're wearing a lot of makeup and their costumes Mm -hmm. i feel like their face probably has a lot of like skin irritation or something Mm-hmm, for sure yeah like i get acne i get mac ma- mask acne now. yeah exactly so they must get really bad skin irritation like rashes or something because they have to put that on mm-hmm. day in day out yeah yeah and also like Props they're screaming sometimes and that is yeah. exhausting for the vocal cords. maybe they have shifts like yeah I think so. ghoul one played by sally and then she'd like switch out with like bob who was also playing ghoul one you know yeah yeah it's really weird when you see them though and they're not doing the scary stuff they're just kind of talking it's really weird yeah <laughs> that's like yeah, normal it is it's like, it's like oh. uncanny because yeah. i expect them to try to kill me but then they they just talk hey. about tomorrow's tv yeah <laughs> yeah well, anyways, we had fun sharing six Canadian haunted stories with you. Please let us know if you want to hear more because I actually really enjoy this. How yeah, I enjoyed it too. I think it's a lot of fun. So we might continue mm-hmm. doing it even outside of Halloween. Never know. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. And I watch true crime almost every day, so I don't see why not. <laughs> yeah, we can also do true crime stuff. I was debating on putting some. Yo unsolved mysteries it. like cold cases and things because those are Let's also really creepy mm-hmm. yeah all right let us know in the comments in our dms thank you so much guys for making it to the end we hope you enjoyed listening to the six scary stories that we had today make sure to follow us on instagram and spotify subscribe to us on youtube and apple Podcasts. and with that we'll see y'all next time Bye. 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 Goodbye. (laughs) Good night, my dear. Thank you for listening to the BBT pod. Our music is by our friend at soundcloud.com slash M-I-E-R-U-K-O. See y'all next time. Bye. <clears throat> Not COVID.